0: Hey, everyone, and welcome into the Nolan Podcast. I'm digital multimedia editor Noah Brown. The Adapt Summit, a three-day event in Nashville focusing on the most progressive and pressing topics in terms of vehicle design, repair, maintenance, and diagnostics, as well as overall transportation trends, is quickly approaching. Registration is still available on adaptsummit.com registration. On this week's show, we're breaking down what exactly the Summit is and why your shop absolutely needs to be there. Anna Zek, Editorial Director for 10 Missions Media, spoke with Vice President of Contents and Events, Bryce Evans, about the idea and reasoning behind the summit, what you can expect while you're there, and why it's so important for the automotive aftermarket.
1: this is a pretty big deal. We don't get Bryce on the mic very often, so clearly we have something important to discuss.
2: I guess so, yeah. It's been a while since I've been in our our wonderful studio here at 10 Missions Media.
1: Yeah, so today we're talking about the ADAPT Automotive Technology Summit. If you haven't seen all of our lovely pink and black marketing around, uh, the event is happening December 5th through 7th in Nashville. This is the first time that we're hosting this event, so we're super excited to finally have it. But we also wanted to take a few minutes to discuss exactly what it's going to be like and what you can expect from it, which is why Bryce is here.
2: Definitely. I think the first clarification to be made is that technically it's magenta and not pink. So if anyone <laughs> is wondering, the official color of Adapt is actually 100% magenta. That's what's called in the system. Yep. I'm told by our art team. I often refer to it as pink and get scolded. By our designers.
1: Yes, you're right, actually. Hopefully they don't listen to this.
2: <laughs> well, hopefully they do, and hopefully they're not offended by your horrible mistake.
1: Sorry. <laughs> magenta so, it is.
2: Magenta it is. Otherwise, there are a lot more important details about the event that we should probably share and discuss and, and dive into a little bit. So the ADAPT Automotive Technology Summit is actually something that's been a few years in the making mm-hmm. for us at 10 Missions Media and something that we've been very excited about finally releasing to the market. So for those of you who have followed along and high fives if you have because it's been a while, we originally launched this concept and and released it to the public in late 2019 at our own Ratchet Wrench and Fender Bender Management Conferences, two events that we put on as 10 Missions Media for those two brands. And the The hope was to originally host this event in May of 2020. Obviously the pandemic came, Mm -hmm. we moved to December of 2020. Pandemic was still there, (laughs) moved to May of 2021 pandemic. Still still there. There. But now we are finally hosting it in December of 2021. So it's been a long time coming and we're super excited to finally get to do this. We feel that it is an event that is critical to the industry. Mm -hmm. It's something that we were essentially asked to put on. We had a number Mm -hmm. of people reaching out to us over and over saying that this is the type of content that's needed. These are the type of conversations that need to happen within the industry. And essentially someone had to do this and put it in front of people. And it's been our goal to do that for our audiences and and essentially bring the industry together to have this type of conversation.
1: So you use the word need and there is a sense of urgency. Why now? What are the trends that are happening in the industry that necessitate these kind of discussions?
2: Definitely. So in looking at the overall growth and trends in the automotive aftermarket. It's obviously on a growth pattern. And the aftermarket as a whole has grown substantially over year over year, 2020 to 2021. Obviously, 2020 was a fairly down year, but the projections are still for it to grow every single year between now and 2024. And with that, it, it, there's a larger and larger reliance on our readership and our different audiences for our various publications in different segments of the automotive aftermarket to be prepared to work on the vehicles that are on the road. Everybody is aware that the typical average light vehicle on the road is, it tends to be older. According to Auto, uh, Auto Care Association data, it's roughly 12.8 mm-hmm. years is the average age of a light vehicle on the road today. And most of those 13-year-old vehicles aren't going to have advanced technology in them. So not a problem. The vast majority of our readers on the ratchet and wrench side in the mechanical repair space can fix the vehicles on the road
1: today. Mm-hmm.
2: But obviously, new car sales are also trending positively. New vehicle registrations have trended positively for the last five, six years. It's been roughly 10 years, close to 10 years, of the first 8S systems were first put on vehicles. So those cars are starting to get out of warranty. They're starting to be repaired by the automotive aftermarket. For the most part in the last several years, the vast majority of shops don't see a whole lot of those systems, whether it's in collision repair or whether it's in auto mechanical repair. And the trend that will take place in the next several years is the proliferation of those types of vehicles in the shops of our readership, in the automotive aftermarket, and the reliance on these folks to be able to repair these correctly and be able to handle these types of vehicles. There are a number of shops and a number of businesses across the industry, across segments, that have been preparing for this, that are adequately prepared and could do it right now if they came to it. But to this date, there's not enough people in the industry that are prepared to do it. There aren't enough shops out there that can fix vehicles correctly. And people might think that's too far down the road. Not everyone's going to have these systems. It's, it's just, it, it's not true. It is going to be reality for everybody in the industry very soon. We did a recent survey of our audience in Ratchet & Wrench through our Ratchet & Wrench industry survey this year, and still only 14% of our readers said they're prepared to work on ADAS systems. Mm -hmm. Only 8% of them see ADAS work as a potential profit center moving forward. So it's not even on their radar. Still to this day, 57% of our audience say the biggest obstacle they face is a shortage of qualified technicians to work in their business, which is true. It's a it's a big problem. It's something that all shops are dealing with. People have to be creative with recruiting and retaining their employees to keep their teams going moving forward. But what a lot of people think that indicates is kind of a short-term mindset of the majority of people working in this industry and operating businesses in this industry, and that they are thinking too much about how to maintain their day-to-day operations and make sure they're able to repair a car next week, as opposed to remember making sure they can repair a car in eight years from now, mm-hmm. 10 years from now, 15 years from now, and making sure they are prepared for long-term success in the industry. We were talking to someone recently uh, at one of, one of our events, um, someone who will just refer to... Her is kind of an industry leader, someone who has worked high up in larger corporations, but is definitely on the shop owner side of things. Um, That's where her perspective comes from and what she has worked on in her career. And she has seen a whole lot of transition, acquisition, consolidation in the industry recently and really truly feels that the next five to eight years in the automotive aftermarket are probably the most critical five to eight years in this industry's history based on the proliferation of electronics and technology and telematics and ADS systems coming into vehicles today, and then their expected proliferation throughout the automotive aftermarket and people having to work on them. A lot of private equity is coming into the industry now, buying up shops, buying up even vendors and suppliers within the industry, consolidating the industry with the outlook that's a three to five year project, and then they're going to get out Mm -hmm. because a lot of these businesses aren't prepared to work on vehicles eight years from now. And so this is a a very long roundabout way of saying that the way the industry is trending, it is critical for business operators today to start thinking about how they're going to repair vehicles tomorrow and a month from now and five years from now, 10 years from now, to be able to make sure their businesses are successful moving forward. And to be able to do that, they need to know what's coming down. They need to know how to prepare for that. And they need to understand it from a business level. And so this is where the concept for ADAPT first came in a handful of years ago and why we have tried to launch this event and this content brand as well in delivering some of this information to people. We hear often that there's a ton of information out there from a consumer level, understand the differences and changes that these systems make for mobility and how it changes a consumer lifestyle, autonomous driving, uh, hands-free systems. Um, you'll get in less crashes, your vehicles are safer, your life's going to be better as a consumer. Then on the other end of the spectrum, there's a lot of information about the very granular technical aspects of, of ADAS and how someone can repair it, how a certain system works and how you calibrate it, where you can find a certain sensor within the vehicle when you repair a collision, different things like that. What's missing is this giant, giant gap in the middle of how these business owners and these people running these shops can prepare their business and understand what's coming down, how to make the event investments and how to adjust their business moving forward to be able to prepare for that. So all that combined is what we are hoping to share and start the conversation with at ADAPT. The conference is set up in a way that we have content for all segments of the automotive aftermarket, split between collision, mechanical, quick lube, tire, And everything that kind of falls in between and specialty in different areas. We want people to, as easily as possible, understand the technologies and different things that are happening across the industry. Understand what the OEMs are looking at, what the automakers are looking at, how different vendors are are reacting to that and either changing their supplies or their tools or their equipment and then how the the most advanced shops are looking to adjust to that and what they see as a proper business model and how to make those investments how to train their teams and how to get them prepared so the way that our our cadence and our agenda is is that the whole first day of adapt is a two-day event whole first day is hearing directly from the automakers on what they plan to do in the industry moving forward, what they are working on in their vehicles, some of the different programs they have in place uh, that will drastically change the way the aftermarket looks at repairing their vehicles. We have a conversation with one of them Oh, which happens to be Nissan. It's not a secret. It's on our agenda <laughs> at adaptsummit.com. Uh, but we have a conversation with Nissan about their plans to unveil a mechanical certification program for the automotive mm-hmm. aftermarket. Uh, obviously, that's a giant, giant change from an OEM perspective in how they handle mechanical repair and also what that means for their dealerships. Uh, it's a, a very large change and a drastic one, but they feel it's necessary to make sure that the aftermarket can repair their vehicles correctly and that people have an avenue to the training and equipment that they need to be able to do that. Those are the conversations that will happen that first day. Uh, that session in particular is going to be done in a sense to where they're going to reveal a bit of what their program looks at, and then they want feedback from the automotive mm-hmm. aftermarket on how they can build that out best. We will also have conversations with... Uh, a handful of other industry experts, we have uh, Mike Anderson from the collision repair side, Donnie Cipher from the mechanical side, both sharing some of their experiences and knowledge. Uh, we have various OEMs. I mentioned Nissan. We also have Toyota, Audi, uh, and GM part of that first day. And the idea is to showcase everything that's coming down the pike and everything that you have to be ready for. Day two shifts to looking more at the shop solutions and what you can do as a shop operator and a business owner in one of these various spaces in the automotive aftermarket to prepare your business for all the technology and changes that you heard the day before. We're gonna hear from some shops on the mechanical side who have opened calibration centers. We're gonna hear from people on the collision repair side who have found ways to work on ADAS and be able to handle those vehicles that come into their, their shop. And we're going to have a lot of different people share how they see the industry changing and what shops will need to be in the future moving ahead. It will all culminate in a a closing keynote. They will essentially look at what the shop of the future will be and how that will look, how it will be set up, and what people can do to get there.
1: Mm -hmm. So you mentioned this a little bit. But people might not know all the different brands that 10 Missions Media, Ten Missions Media has. They might know us as just Ranch and Wrench or just Fender Bender. But we actually have a lot of different titles that cover different segments of the industry. So given that perspective, why why are we the right people to put on <laughs> this event?
2: That's a great question. And actually, uh, I'm glad you asked that, Ana. Oh, that wasn't even prompted. but. It, One of the things that we feel makes us unique to be able to share some of this information with people is the way that we go about creating our content in the first place and the way we go about kind of caring for and growing our presence in each space and, uh, and the impact that we hope to have on readers. So one thing that I, I tell people all the time when when they want more information about 10 Missions Media what we do, who we are is that it's not just a clever name we have 10 missions obviously that guide the way that we do business, the way we create our content the way we go about our daily work. I won't go through all 10 of them right now. But all of it all of it derives around the concept that our goal and our purpose and our bigger why to what we do mm-hmm. the big capital letter WY with a
1: uh, an underline,
2: underline, bold. bold, italics, all that good stuff. Um, is that we want to have as much impact on people as possible. We want to share strategies and solutions with people to help improve their businesses and ultimately help improve their lives. Uh, and we go about that in what we feel is a is a fairly different way in compared in comparison to a lot of trade uh, business business media in that. Mm-hmm. We try to do things with a very journalistic, third-party, objective approach. We're not—we're not, we're not uh, shop owners. Mm-hmm. We're not technicians. We don't have people here who worked on cars. So we're gonna—we're gonna write about how to fix something. Uh, we have a team of journalists. We have a team of designers. We try to talk to the right people and find the right information that will have the most impact on our readers. We're not swayed by. By advertising, mm-hmm. by sponsorships, by any other aspect other than trying to find the information that we feel like suits our readers the best. Because of that, we feel like that's why we've earned the trust of our readership and our audiences, and why we've earned some respect within these spaces. And I and we truly believe this is why people are reaching out to us to create something like Adapt for them. Um, they felt that we could do it from a vantage point where we're just here to showcase the information and hopefully connect people to make these make these solutions happen and take place in real life, we have no ulterior motive to it. Um, The event exists for the event to exist and and that's the way it is.
1: Absolutely. Well hopefully that gave everyone a nice overview of the event and convinced you to come and check (laughs) it out. Um, It is an incredibly important event if you're feeling confused, frustrated, maybe optimistic even, this is the event that you need to be at. You need a seat at the table. You need to be part of these conversations, and we feel strongly that those will be had at the Adapt Summit.
2: Definitely, this is a—it's an event people need to be at. We hope to give a voice to the independent shop operator. That's what we're hoping to do in all the different segments that we touch. Uh, We joke that, you know, it's called the aftermarket because your business is an afterthought to the people creating the vehicles you have to work on. Mm -hmm. And that needs to not be the case anymore. You need a seat, as Anna said, a seat at the table and a say in the future of your industry.
1: If you want more information, head to adaptsummit.com. Uh, Like I said, it is December 5th through 7th in Nashville. If you want any more information, you can talk directly to us uh, through that website, AdaptSummit.com. And in the meantime, check out AdaptAutomotive.com for daily content about all of these pressing topics.
0: that's all we've got for you today on the Nolan podcast. Thank you so much for joining. I'm Noel Brown, and we'll see you next time.